Hi, Blake. <laughs> Hi. Hi, welcome to TrailerCast. Thank you for I, having me. I'd love for you to just give us the, the who are you moment. Personally, professionally, how can we know you? Mm. I'm pausing to hold space for that question. Who am I? I'm thinking of a... Uh, that was actually a question when I first started my own therapy back when I was like 20, early, early 20s, had just graduated. And I went to go see this therapist. He was like this old man, like so on brand, like had a ponytail, 60 years old, like six, seven. Oh my God, he was perfect. <laughs> and I remember, and I was just this like, I don't know why I'm here. I think I should be. <laughs> and I remember one day I like shared this thing with him and I was like, yeah, and this thing happened and this thing happened. And like, I don't know, am I supposed to be sad? Like, what the heck am I supposed to feel? Right. And he just like is silent for a few seconds and then looks at me and goes, who are you? <gasps> and I was like, oh. <laughs> like, I laugh now, but it honestly was one of like the kindest, most inviting questions. Like it literally stunned me. Mm. And I was just like, uh. And so that's where my mind just went of like, I love when I get asked that question. It's both like stunning, but it's such an invitation. And mm. I mean, I think of like that invitation brought me to the work of even doing yeah. therapy, but it brought yeah. me to myself. Um, so yeah, so <laughs> I, and I think it's helpful to know, I think a huge part of my story that I didn't know about was I've moved quite a lot. So uh, I went to grad school in Nashville and had a practice there and then we moved to California and that was so great hey Pacific Ocean <laughs> um, and then sadly we had to leave because of COVID and then we were in Austin for a year and now we're on the Atlantic coast and we're uh, landed in Charleston so that feels like an importance you can know me by knowing all the places yes, yes. that yeah. I've that I've been um, and yeah, so that's about me. And I have a husband, his name's Jordan. And then we have a dog, a golden doodle named Cash. That's our pride and joy. Yes. <laughs> um, a, a true child. Um, mm -hmm. so weird and perfect. And mm -hmm. yeah, so that feels like a good synopsis of where I'm at. And then professionally, I have a private practice. It's called Fig Holistic Psychotherapy. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so I work with trauma, eating disorders, anxiety, just like really incredible folks and humans. And then out of that work, I started looking from both my own story of having moved so much um, and even the stuff that I was working with with clients, like I just started noticing the theme of friendship was showing up all the time. Like, how do we make new friends? how do I tell my friends that hurt my feelings? And then we got this pandemic, which meant we weren't seeing our friends. How do we re-socialize now that it's sort of over? So it's not over. We're living with it. Um, okay. So it's just a mess. And it's so, yeah. So I've just started exploring the dynamics of friendship. Um, so that's where I am. <laughs> I love it. Like, it's, there's a... Um, I can hear how that tr that sense of like transitory experience allows you 
either the choice to define this is who I am right? or mm -hmm. this is who I've known myself as there or this isn't who I'm becoming here now and then how that of course meets the professional the the pleasure of getting to have that front row seat you know to other people's versions of this too this yeah where I've been this is this is where I'm at now this is this is what I'm experiencing it's like this dual navigation mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and adult friendship is so complicated so can complicated. be it can be yes can be not always but it's there's no like clear cutness yeah. to it yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah let's let's just kind of like jump into it um yeah i'd love to just kind of me like there's like one like the overarching question for sure for me is like what's the core of this right now so when you is have you reached a, a central point where you're like these are the things that i'm either seeing or i would would suggest like let's talk about like the pain of friendship the way out like let's just go to it <laughs> so we'll go like way 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 back because i recently stumbled upon this information and it's blowing my mind uh elise lunan have you ever listened to her podcast pulling the thread no she's very cool very well read she does these incredible etymologies on instagram and she recently did the etymology of the word gossip oh. and it comes from the word godparent and originally it was a really positive term and it was about women babbling and it was yeah and it was these like women would go and babble and they would like this is where friendship happened and Children. they would belong and they would have this community and it would be powerful and what do you know it became a little too powerful mm. so in like the 14th and 15th century this word gossip became bad and it became threatening because women were obviously off babbling, talking about things and doing mm -hmm. what women do, like building creative, beautiful, wonderful things. Mm -hmm. And that became threatening to the power structures. And so gossip became bad. And so it's like, there's this root <laughs> of like women, it being like women need to distrust other women. Women need to be catty with other women. There needs to be competitiveness with other women. And so I think it's like, when I read that, or when I listened to that, literally my mind was blown. It, I mean, I have the chills because the, the, I mean, obviously when we look at this through this patriarchal lens and seeing that mm -hmm. the threat of women um, wasn't another woman, it was the power of women, right? To, yeah. pow to power, to yeah. who was in charge. Dang, Blake. <sighs> right? It, uh, and when you said babble too, I imagine like that it felt like uh, like we're we're at a little brook, you know. There's like a little river situation, yeah. and there's something that feels like it, it's it's easy, it's flowing, it's natural. Um, the light, you know, hits the water in a certain way. Like mm -hmm. I think when I think of babbling, it, it feels um, like I want to be there. <laughs> I know. I wish we could be in person by the water. That'd be so lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so let's yeah. so so there so this etymology etymology of mm -hmm. this word gossip. the way that it was then 
taken, twisted, and then served back as a meal, right? To all women everywhere mm-hmm. to then uh, be suspicious, untrusting, competitive, um, just catty, nasty, all those things. Yeah. And then like so reinforced by social media and Pinterest even, I mean, everything that is some mirror for us. Yeah. Like the mean girls, the, like the bullies, the popular girls, it became like, I know something, this idea of even like letting myself be supported by another woman has been something like I've had Mm -hmm. to really lean into and heal from. Cause it's like, and, and I want to be honest, like I've been the mean girl at times, like, you know, my own insecurities when I was growing up, I was not the kindest. Like there was not, I was going through so much. So it became power over, became a way to stay safe. Cause it was just me using what I learned in my yeah. spaces and family. Um, right. And so I see, see that every, and so I see that in other people too, of this sense of like, can I trust this other person? And can I really go there? And yeah. what if there is a conflict? Like, am I actually allowed to say anything? Because I think within this, yeah, this like kind of women need to be distrustful. Friendships became um, like the shallow thing of like best friends forever. Like, oh, we just like, and it, it just kind of feels like the valley girl of like, there's no depth here. Like we just talk about like, we throw dinner parties, we throw Pyrex parties, like do, 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 do. Um, and we don't actually talk mm. about anything, but we talk about other people. <laughs> like, especially in the South, totally. there's that huge, like, we will never say anything directly to your face, but we will talk shit about you the second Dang. you leave. <laughs> um, I feel like that's everywhere. That's not the I, was shit. Say, I don't know if that's the South. South. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, I've just been thinking about, like, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't, like, right. this kind of friendship doesn't feel good. And I, I know for the people that I see, it doesn't feel good for them. And they're like, wait, where are these? Like, I hear, it's almost like we hear these murmurings, this babbling brook of like beauty and richness of what it can, friendship can be um, and helping unlearn some things and relearn Mm -hmm. how to like get back Mm -hmm. to that place Mm -hmm. of like beauty and power and trust and connection. Yeah, it, it, the um, things pinging me are like attachment styles and then like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what are the stories we've made up, right, about um, am I allowed to be supported or am I the supporter? These rigid roles that, I mean, for myself, yeah. I can self-assign and and then not, for me, my, part of, for me, I have a hard time knowing how to be in reciprocal friendships. So I tend to know how to show yes. up as someone who can be present and supportive and then really don't know how to it feels so fumbly for me sometimes to be on the like okay you're here for me (laughs) (laughs) how do i let in this care (laughs) yeah yeah which clearly if i zoom out is um true to form so It's not like, oh, this is happening in my friendship and it's a complete mystery where that injury came from. <laughs> it's, it's another way to see the the early like um, imprint, like I was patting my chest. Like it's like an imprint of like, oh, boom, boom, boom. That hurt. Oh, that, that, that. Okay, armor. Yes, yes. And I have so much compassion too. It's like, 
being in your, I think your twenties is just such an awkward, like, again, no one tells you how awkward it is to be like right out of college in the new world in your mid twenties. And you're like, I mean, it's awkward at every age, like we talked about earlier, (laughs) but this sense of, and especially I work with a lot of folks who come from these heavy stories of complex developmental trauma and just looking at like your little bodies and brains and nervous systems were not oriented to making new friends, how to be a good friend. How do I let myself be supported? Like that was not where your mind was when you were growing Mm -hmm. up. And so I see this pattern of like being in your twenties, thirties and like, I don't have any friends. Like, I don't know how to make friends. Like, how do I trust? And it's again, just this healing and reorienting and slowly learning to like messily, fumbly, let in care. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so. It's, um, I'm in my late thirties now. So the terrain of adult friendships, uh, I think what continues to happen is years layer onto this and it feels like, oh, I should know this by now. Right? Like, yes. and so there's like an additional layer of, do my friendships look like other women's friendships? So like sometimes I'll drive in my neighborhood and I'll see two women walking together. I'm like, well, that looks really nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right now, now, do I pick up my phone and see if somebody wants to go for a walk? No, I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just am like, wow, I wish I had that. And then go, yeah. go, go back to my house. <laughs> so <laughs> it's an interesting dynamic. I can see the story I write myself into, which is those friendships have already been established. Mm-hmm. That's already taking place. And so I've missed the bus. Mm-hmm. I don't get to get on it. Yeah. Like this is my plight in life. I just have to learn how to like be okay with what I have. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't true. Yeah. I had a I had some friends kind of actually call me out on some stuff this summer, which I really de- deeply appreciate that I tend mm-hmm. I tend to like extricate myself or um like disinvite myself from a friendship um because I just really don't think that like I'm actually a part of the group. It and I, I don't I wasn't seen mm-hmm. it that way. I was kind of just like like sensitively shrinking, you know, thinking like oh, they're better friends. Well, they're closer to each other. Well, this is, you know, I'm, I'm completely scripting the dynamic, right? But it feels, I'm in the story, it feels so true. And so it would probably be better if I exit stage left. Yeah. They, like, just, they yeah. won't even notice because I'm not, Literally. I'm not even as important as I, as yeah. Oh, uh, like a vapor. I could be like a, like just Un, unnoticed absolutely un, so unimportant to this experience I don't even shouldn't even be here and and then I can commit myself to that take action on that and then just isolate and mm-hmm. I was like oh my gosh and it helped me to look back I'm like that has been my pattern for every single friend group from to yeah. all the way back to elementary school is just feeling like I don't matter so I might as well not be here whoa oh I'm yes. 37 and a half. And that is like <laughs> still a message that I can be uh, committed to. One I've reinforced and one I'm, I can be committed to. You take care of it. Yeah, we take care of those stories. We pet them. We feed them. 
we nurture them. So what, when you walk me through that, whatever, like, I think part of this is like identifying what is the pattern, right? Like what's the, we, we have, we have some version of this, everyone does, but like this one just happens to be present for me. What's, what do you see from where you sit? How would you look at this and or hmm. how does it fit into your work on friendships? It fits of just even identifying this like pattern in the story. Like what's the story you're telling yourself? I'm not important. Yeah. Um, and just this, like I noticed as you were saying, I know people can't watch, but it's like your little shoulders went up. And it's like, <laughs> totally. Just like inching out of the screen and how sometimes that's just like such, <laughs> I do it too. Yeah. That's just such like a body way of like, I'm just going to fold. I just see the picture of an napkin. Like I'm just going to fold on myself up and I'm just going to pop myself out. Yeah. And what I see too is like this sense of um, even this theme, like you might need to know that you're important to your friends. Like those might be words that you need to hear from them of just that like steadiness to help mm -hmm. bring you back to be like, no, no, like un unfold, unfold that napkin, like put those shoulders down, like come on, come on back. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of, like you matter here. And so that's the, within couples work, I don't mm -hmm. do a lot of couples work, but I've, you know, know about it, hear about it, yeah. all of those things. There's so much importance on just even naming and validating the other, your partner and making space for that. And I noticed that within, there's just something about women being together Yes. Um, that that can feel really scary to be. It's like, well, they know I love them. Love mm. ya. Talk to you later. Give you mm. a hug. Like, yeah. can't wait to see you. But it's like, no. And even I use, I think about my voice of like, oh, uh -huh. so good to so see you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was it, I think it, it was you or no, maybe a friend calls that. She calls it the hopeful dissociative voice. <laughs> That's brilliant. I like absolutely love. Yeah. And so I wonder with friends, um, like even I'm just imagining you being in that circle and how can you create rituals mm. of coming, dropping down with your friends and dropping your voice down and looking each other in the eyes and saying like, you matter. Mm. You're important to me. Mm. You're important to like your friendship means so much. I love the, the imagery and like also the sensation of that dropping in and using our voice to even lower that energy. Cause right. That's like, Whoa, that just got, um, kind of right to my heart space actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm even sitting here thinking, I'm like, Oh, I need to hear that from one of my friends. Like I need to let them know. Mm. I need that. Okay. So that part, right. That like that indicator right there that I need to let them know. Um, mm -hmm speaks to like i i know i can identify what i need ask for what i need and then actually make the request of the person who's able to meet that need there's a lot of factors that have to be present in order for that relationship to exist that way <laughs> right? like, yes right yes. like and, yes. and, I, and, and that was a swift um awareness loop for you it was like oh yes. i'm seeing the story play out in the lease and i can see that where that's touching in my thing and now i'm in i need to go 
I'm, I'm going to go take care of it. Sometimes I, I the friction, the mm-hmm. things that I watch women, wh- wh- whoever struggle with is right instinct, maybe wrong friend, right? Like, oh, yes. I, I need to know that I matter to this person and that friend, they might not matter to that friend. Like it might right. actually not be the friendship to bring th- that to. Mm-hmm. Here's something I think about a lot. I don't think we talk enough about like uh, how we fantasize about certain things and daydream. And <laughs> it happens. If you do it, welcome. You're normal. Um, so I use this litmus test. Like, am I fantasizing about and like having conversations, wanting to ask certain things, wanting experiences to happen with a friend. I know it's easy to do with romantic partners, but we do this Mm -hmm. with our friends too. Mm -hmm. So am I fantasizing a whole lot about this and what I want to say, what I don't feel like I can say and like all of that? (laughs) Oh, it's so (laughs) usually It's so good. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, that's like what I did with the women on the walk. I was like, like, I'm like, oh, (laughs) yeah, you can... Yeah. Oh, ah, right. And uh, for sure, the, like, what is like that saying about um, the conversation that you're having in your head, right? Is like, the, is pointing to the conversation you're having with the wrong person. Right? It's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so that gives me a great litmus test in terms of my own attachment style. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that I'm really close to, and again, this did not happen overnight. This took this took time, but the people and friends that I'm closest to, I don't fantasize about conversations right. with them. Right. And so it's usually a great litmus test for me if I am fantasizing about having a conversation with a friend. That's usually telling me something that there's not, that there's some attachment thing in my own story and their own story that's getting kicked up. That there's yeah. a lot, like I'm, I'm anxious attachment style. And so there's a lot of anxiety getting kicked up. And so that tells me some about the quality um, of the friendship there, yes. which then yeah. brings you to grief of like, I want it to be more. Mm. And sometimes it's not. Mm. Yeah, that's, I love the stepping out of the fantasy. I think that's a beautiful invitation. The, or just something to be like, oh, right. I think a lot about that particular friend or I, um, yeah. Or I don't think a lot about that particular friend, but I'm feeling that there, there's some tension in that space. Or that's helpful, Blake. That's really helpful. <laughs> it, well, and I, I'm actually thinking about it, um, it, it through the lens of motherhood right now too. How because mm. friendships with our children, right? So there's a similar fantasy yeah. that things that way we fantasize about how it's going, how we want it to go, how we want them to be doing. Um, it's very similar. Radical acceptance. It's so hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. so hard to hold the grief of like, oh, and even I just think about friendships on a whole to come to a place of honesty. Yeah. I did this thing. Um, I thought it was really helpful. I basically made three concentric circles. So I made a little circle, mm-hmm. a bigger circle and the biggest circle. Yeah. And the first circle, it usually can only fit like four to five people including like, and I include my therapist in there and my husband. <laughs> so like, they're only three, they're only, and so then I wrote like down the names of my like three friends who are like soul, like they have access to my psyche. Yeah. And then I wrote 
down, the next circle was like people that I love and am close to, but they're not in, or I don't need as constant contact with them. And then I did this interesting thing. And the third circle, I wrote down people I like and love, but also I wrote down people that I am really anxious, like their friendships make me really anxious. And I find myself thinking about them so much. And it was wildly eye-opening to me. Yes. And it basically forced me to look at, oh my gosh, I'm giving, we don't have a lot of time for friendship. First off, like statistics show we're spending the least amount of time with our friends as possible. And so when looking at this so blatantly, I was like, I'm giving my precious friendship energy to these anxieties of friends that I don't feel met with. Like, what would my friendships be like if I named that these probably aren't like people who can really hold me and grieve that and accept that and have compassion for that and actually invest in the people who are reachable? And who love me and who are like your friends that call you out and are like, come on, yeah. come on back. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, the, um, visually, as you were talking, I could see the names going into my own concentric circles and then thinking, wow, who are the ones that actually need to trade places? Because uh-huh. there's definitely something like, oh, we, not, we, not, we, not, we might not be in the right category. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to, I listened to this woman say like, and, and I agree too, you don't have to like ghost people. You just don't have to be as close to them. Right. And there are ways to do that. Right. And just kind of shift and move. Like we're all, you know, it's helpful. We both live near the ocean. So it's like, mm-hmm. there's rhythms, there's change. But the tide flow. is always changing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So who's, and who are going to be in those circles are going to change over time. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, but I, like that impermanence that, you know, there's something that, okay. So I know this comes up often in, within like the realm of therapy as, as for therapists is the permission to evolve right in the field. So the permission to say, you know, I, I used to work in this population and now I'm working in this population, or I don't really think about therapy that way anymore. Now I think of it like this. And, and in doing so though, there's a risk of what we lose in our identity, a risk of what other people will think about us professionally, the way we want to do this work most authentically to ourselves um, means that we have to keep evolving with our own development, expertise, experience, all of it, right? That is like this relationship to our work. The mm-hmm. option then, sometimes I look at the friendships, I'm like, I also need permission to evolve in some of those friendships. That there are friendships that came in and were here and good and nurturing and I'm kind of not there anymore. And, and are we allowed to let ourselves evolve? And I might, maybe we'll meet in a couple of years at a different point of our like friendship story, right? Like, like kind of have to, I need to be willing to not stay because I should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The emphasis of like, should, like that keeps us so stuck in our friendships. And I even love, I watch bodies a lot and I notice yeah. bodies, but even like you were noted, like it reminded me of just like a snake, like moving <laughs> and shedding skin. Do you know totally. this? I love, I love hearing this. Have you, I, it was in, um, I'm looking at it right now, The Dance of the Dissident Daughter by Sue Monk Kidd. I mean, golly. It's on, yeah, it's on my shelf right here. Yes. See, 
you got it. She shared like the snakes are the sign of the being a female goddess. So I have a snake tattoo right <gasps> here behind <laughs> with her divinity oh. crown on. <laughs> Shut up. No, oh my that's, gosh. It, okay, <gasps> dude. Like on a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day, that I read that book came after this intense experience with that snake, with the dream and with the labyrinth all of it and then it was all inside that book and I was like what the heck is happening oh. so we can trip out on that yes too. oh my gosh oh my gosh but yeah it's a it's the Shed. shedding of the skin and even it like is. reading I remember that book it's also looking at like our friends are portals yeah and they invite us into these places mm. in our life and into these deeper stories and sometimes like the portal closes and or wow. it shifts or it's limited and then it, and then we have to trust based on the kindness of the universe and the kindness of mm -hmm. god what have you that like another portal another friend will open and invite us into like deeper parts of ourselves mm. our friends are portals like mm -hmm. if you don't already have that written down somewhere like that is a <laughs> very um that's a statement it's a very powerful statement yeah Friends are powerful. They are. Like friendship are. is literally yeah. powerful. People forget yeah. that. Like women gathering has power. Oh, yes. You know, I, my, the, I'm thinking of my friend Sahar right now. She um, is a person where I feel like we, we um, can be in our full power together. Like there, there isn't a sense of I have Ugh. to like, you know, be like, mm, like um, I, there's no qualms about how I show up. And I feel that there's like this really interesting, like matched energy. Um, but I, I mean, she, obviously she's also another therapist. So I think that there's something like funny about that. As well. <laughs> we can, like, like we can be committed to speaking the truth, knowing that we have a central uh, commitment to what it means for us to be in this relationship together, that we believe the best in each other, that we want the best for each other, yeah. that there's a ton of abundance in our work. And, um, it, it just feels like there's no shadow though in our friendship. There's no, there's no wondering is that, does she really mean that? It feels so clear and sturdy that I mm -hmm. often find myself thinking that, okay, I, I love the way this friendship feels and allowing that to also be a, um, like a construct or a shape I can look at and say, what are the other shapes of my other friendships, right? When I look at those yeah. in, in contrast. Absolutely. It's like, there's so much beauty in being a therapist, but it makes, and it's so easy. Most of my best friends are therapists. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And or, nerd alert. We're just, it just, right. Cause we can like, yes. it's just like, yeah like I have a friend that's like oh my nervous system just is so soothed right now like and it's like if anybody heard us they'd be like y'all like are whack hundred that's like so the some of the on our team I feel like like Bonnie and Aurora specifically we like like nerd out on those things or say things where like if anyone could hear this conversation they'd be like I'm sorry what planet do you live on like are yeah, we like, are Blink twice if you're okay. <laughs> like, no, we're really okay. Yes. <laughs> there's a there's a likeness and an ease yes. of not having to explain what you mean. Yeah. Um, 
And I also hold space or, or what I was saying earlier is I hold space. Like I love also, I love my friends that are not therapists and I have to hold, they might not nerd out so much on nervous systems and da da da, but most of them actually do, which is really nice. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that's kind of been like community, right? Like, so um, watching like, so some women developing friendships in the yoga community or in motherhood, like with the kindergarten moms or um, yeah. baseball moms, right? And so kind of thinking, not just the, some of the communities that we belong to in regards to being therapists is like, oh, and then there's this, and then there's this pond and this pond of women. And so many, yeah, there's, and we need different, like, I want different friends. I want a friend. I actually love friends. Like I have one that is so playful and so fun and we don't really go, I mean, we can talk about deep things, but it's more about just like playing and being silly. Love. And she's so important to me. Yeah. So important. Yeah. And it's like, she kind of brings out that space and I'm like, I yeah. need you. I don't just need deep friends. Like yeah, I actually need friends. Yes. I'm someone that like can swim there is are so comfortable. And so a lot of my work has been finding friends where I can just be playful and silly with like, that's kind of the part of me that's mm -hmm. needing help and needing mm -hmm. care. Cause I didn't get to do a lot of, I wasn't the most playful kids, a kid child, you know, I had some stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, that totally is ringing some my bells again, right? Where I can, uh -huh. I can be the impul impulsive friend where it's like, Oh, should we go get a tattoo? Okay, great. Let's go. It's good, you know, like there's like um, that sense of again, where it's like it doesn't have to be so damn serious. <laughs> no, like levity, levity, levity. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Mm. Um, I can we kind of go into either conflict, ha having to have a hard conversation with a friend. That's um, yeah. You said something earlier about not having to ghost somebody, but being able to just, it's, it's not abandoned, it's not self-abandoned, it's not oh. abandoned the friendship, but there are things that are being left unsaid. I hear this, this probably maybe most dominantly is I don't know how to say that to this person, friend, partner, otherwise, how to say what I need, ask for what I need, explain that that hurt my feelings. Like, I, it sounds so basic, but literally these are the things people are bringing into therapy right now. I remember, I mean, so much of this is, I love that research, they call it me search because it's true. Um, but I, <laughs> this is self-serving, y'all. I want you to know um, too. I hope it's helpful for others and it's for me. But I remember I was in college. I literally just got to celebrate her marriage. It was so much fun. Um, and I remember being in college, we had just become friends and we were talking um and i like mentioned something i was like oh yeah i heard like you didn't really like your sorority like and said something like that didn't think anything of it like a few hours later she's like hey wait can you go on a on a walk and i was like yeah what's up and she's like hey something you said hurt my feelings and i was like oh what and she said it and i was like oh my gosh i had no idea and again, it wasn't about the sorority, but I remember walking away from that conversation and being like, holy shit, you can tell people they hurt your feelings? <laughs> like, totally wild. <laughs> this is incredible. And it, and it felt um, solid, not like, well, you hurt my feelings. Like, it wasn't yeah. like, it wasn't like, no. Um, 
yucky sticky, you know? No, it was kind. It mm -hmm. was, she was, I, I didn't feel judged. Right, I felt right. like she was actually being a great friend. And she's someone who has taught me so much about friendship. It's just like, hey, this are my feelings. This actually isn't true. This is what I believe. And it's like, thank you so much for telling me. And it actually created this incredible container where it's like, I can go to her and name like, oh, this didn't land right. Like, I know this. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, this is the story. And I use that great Brene Brown vocabulary. It's like, this is the story I'm making up. I just need you to know about it. And it does. It's so messy and hard to have these conversations. And I think that um, I had a mentor once say, like, conflict dealt with correctly breeds intimacy. And I find that conflict dealt with correctly breeds intimacy. Mm. And I found it to be true. And if it doesn't breed intimacy, it breeds clarity. <laughs> <laughs> no, like that's the exceptionally profound, you know, I was thinking like the, even like the fibers right in our body that um, like how scar tissue is actually so much sturdier than the original flesh, right? And so mm. even that type of conflict or that friction, it produces um, a breakdown in the skin that it has to grow back stronger. So there's, yeah. there's a, I mean, there's even a biological story around what happens when we're willing to get into that messy middle. Yeah. Mm. And it just, it creates space for like, you get to, like, that's the thing that I feel like makes friendships long-term because you're going to change like your, how your friendship started, if it's going to continue, like you're going to have to shift and change because someone's going to get married. Someone's going to move away. Someone's going to get divorced. Someone's going to have a baby. Someone's going to have multiple babies. Someone's mm -hmm. going to have a new job. Like you will always be shifting and navigating the dynamics of your friendship. And so that means that it's not a bad thing right. when like you get missed. It's all about naming it. Like, Hey, I actually really need just time with you. Like, can we schedule a time where it's yeah. like, I love your kids. And like, I just need you time. Like, yeah. can we make that happen? I don't <laughs> need it every day. Yeah. I don't need yeah. it every day. Yeah. I don't even need it like twice. I don't even need it every week. But just like for this time, can we, can it just be us? Yeah. And if it can't, like, I have to deal with the sadness of that. Right. Um, but I yes. put it out there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's something that, that um, is ringing for me, the feeling of, um, being using our words for clarity and not assuming that the other person knows what we need, mean, feel, want, you know, like, Oh, put more words down. Yeah. yeah. We can't read, we can't read each other's minds. We don't know yeah. what's going on. Yeah. It, it within like uh, female friendships, I think that we can tend to expect more out of that mind reading because we, if, if we're heterosexually partnered, then, um, you know, we always have, oh, they don't understand us, right? So in like, in that female-female relationship, I think sometimes we expect more mind reading and more, you should just know. I don't like it. I don't think. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's like your friends can sense, like you're, you shared with your friends, like, hey, mm -hmm. something, something's happening here. Like, yeah. you're going away. Like, let's yeah. talk about that. Totally. Um, <laughs> And sometimes like you all, and sometimes the work might be to even start naming, like there are times where I don't feel like I belong. I'm just letting it be there. Like there are times that I just, I need to know I'm important. 
it sounds silly, but it's, it's not. Excuse me while I take notes in my therapy session. <laughs> Tell friends I need more yep. care. <laughs> I'm literally writing down there are times when I feel like I don't belong. <laughs> I can be like, yes, great. That's a great entry point to these co next conversations. I'll be happy this week. Like, thank you. Yes. <laughs> no, there, there's, You're um, so welcome. And the, I, I was actually even thinking about that. It, the other notes I took around that fantasy, like, because the fantasy is not only around what I want, but also the fantasy can also be around what I don't have. Like, so like the, the absence the of the fantasy, boy. right? It's still fantasy. It's not real. It's just yeah. still fantasy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're working on a project with this too, right? I am. You want to talk it's about gonna it? It's going to be out soon. I'll talk okay. about it. It's just like girl. the perfect segue. <laughs> so... Oh, I'm so excited. It literally just got finished or it's like ready to go to the printer. So I'm kind of freaking out over it. Um, so it's going to be called the friendship deck and it is 62 questions with three descending levels of vulnerability that are literally these questions that we've talked about for you to have conversations with your friends. So it, like one of the questions literally is like, when do you feel like you don't belong in this group? That's one of the level three. So know that we won't, we won't go straight to the jugular. Um, <laughs> we will ease our way in, but it's just this really beautiful deck that you get to gather your friends, new and old, um, and just start having these conversations and literally bringing clarity. Like when you have a bad day, how do you like to be cared for? I can make up that everybody wants flowers or a text message that asks, how are you? And asking that question, I can find out. It actually feels better if you send a text message that instead of saying, how are you? Question mark, you just say thinking of you, period. And I don't feel obligated to respond. Yes. Oh, thank you so much. Um, yeah. And so it'll just be really fun and playful. You'll get to like one of the questions is like, um, they're group questions, so everyone goes around and answers them. Like one of them's like, how did you get to learn about the birds and the bees? I find that so fascinating <laughs> and tells you so much about how you were raised, of how your family talked about sex. Um, Let's answer that one real quick. This will be funny. How yeah, did you how did you learn how did you learn about the birds and the bees? I was told that you don't um, buy a new car without test driving it first. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That was my sex talk. So you, and the sex talk was, you better clearly make sure that the car drives before you commit to being in a relationship oh. with that person. Wow. Okay, I'll share mine. I was, I was told, I was given a story of, like you wear a beautiful necklace. And it is with a precious stone on it. Would you just rip it off and give it to just anyone? This is <laughs> we might be on the opposite end of the spectrum. That's like take it for a test drive. Yes. This is like and your like, precious, precious stone. <laughs> <laughs> so we're both objects. I love that our sexuality has both been objectified. And I mean, mine, mine was almost like super vulgar. Like that was, that was like, I'm also, I think yeah. I was like in the, I think I was a, uh, around like between the ages of 10 and 12. So like, let's also like name that it was a very oh. early 
time Maybe. but that this is the way that sex was understood so as an object like that and then what's done to women right where this on the other side where i mean it's again it's a, it's another like object that is so your responsibility and then like <gasps> you wouldn't dare give i mean it's if like you whoa, mess it up you you're screwed yeah. yeah like gosh we can't like sexuality certainly can't be in rhythm goodness gracious oh. um so yeah so you'll get that's a good one yeah you'll get to ask all these questions and have these fun conversations with your friends and it will be being released august 5th i'm sending you a deck so i'm i'm early in the mail this is where for people who are listening where can they access your information the deck information all of this yes it's all on my website blakeblankenbeckler.com it's a and long. We're going to take a moment because I need to know. Uh, spell, I'll put it in the notes, but would you please just spell it real quick? <laughs> yes, I want everyone to know that this is how I knew that I was going to marry my husband because you know how girls like put it, their names together, mm-hmm. and I literally started dating him, and then I was like thinking, I was like, my name would be Blake Blanken Beckler. I was like, there's this is it, this is it. This is it. Like, this will be my life. <laughs> because there, was, there so, was, I wanted to ask you that question. I was like, you know, at some point were you dating and thinking, um, this is either sealing the deal or it's a negotiable, like you need to take yeah, my last Like name. maybe, I kind of thought it was like, now I love it and think it's hilarious. It's, it's so, great. <laughs> so great. Like, you just can't make this up. You literally no, you can't, can't make it up. So, no, you can't. So how you, yes. Yeah, so how you spell it is B-L-A-N-K. E N B E C L E R. Yeah. Just like yeah. type in some names and hopefully yeah. Google will we'll figure it yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. I'm, <laughs> I, um, I love the playfulness of the deck. I like the usability, the accessibility. I like that there's the different levels. There's something that speaks to autonomy. I get to choose how you know, this sounds so sexual again, but how fast we go, how deep we go. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it is. (laughs) Yes, yes, that is an important part of friendship. We don't want trauma bonding. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. So not just level threes right away all the time. Or only, you know, just yeah, work our way in and through, be able to weave in the need for all those different dimensions. Yes, we get to laugh and we get to cry. So, yes. Blake, you're a joy. Uh, you're just, a, and I, I, I appreciate the ease of being with you, knowing that we can, I feel safe enough to like put some of my own things out there and then learn from you and get curious about what you're working on. It feels really, um, you know, there's, like, there's an ease to it that feels really good. Uh, thank you. This has been so much fun. This literally <laughs> made my day. It's so bright and sparkly and colorful, like you said. <laughs> uh. You're a dream. I wish we lived closer. We could talk snakes and goddesses and all the things. You know it, girl. (laughs) You know it. That's our next conversation. Um, Yes. Thank you truly for your time today. I'm excited for people to get to access this deck. It feels like there's been a big gap here and the attention Mm -hmm. um, for this project. You know, there's there's things directed towards um, marriage and parenting but not a lot and there's like nothing in the space so yeah literally yeah so it's just for you and your friends Mm, i love it